0: Good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And uh right now we usually have a rule in the podcast where we won't mention a particular person's name, but uh looks like there's a certain individual out there, let's just say a part time rapper, part time clothing designer, full time troll, is uh embroidering a few lawsuits of his current brands and right now Reg and Stone are investing and some factories overseas, you know, no human fucking rights oversight at all. You know what I'm saying? We make cheap clothes. All we're saying is, you know, as a sellouts we are, if somebody out there, you know, wants to make a certain label, certain brand of cheap goods to sell at extremely high profits and low quality, come at us. You know what I'm saying? We can be your distributor. We can be your sways. We can make this happen. So you know Mr. KW get at us um yeah,
1: I mean i'm I'm ready for the easy retail store. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not ready for the easy retail store like I, I i I'm not I'm not not at all no um, but I'll take easy money
0: i that, that's why I'm here That's, like, that's literally I'll take the easy money
1: i got I got people with connects in in China, so if we want to make this happen, easy, get at me. Us. Yeah,
0: I'm just I'm just saying you know, I could make you get clothes that all disintegrate within like the first wash, but we'll be paid, so who cares? You know what I'm saying? I, you know So that's let's, to the hype beasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's go. Uh let's go. Yeah, man. Uh we're back. It's been uh, you know what? We out here living life, man. We you know, I'm not even gonna say it's been a minute anymore. We we out here, we got bills to pay. Multiple children New York to City feed, rent to pay.
0: exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Family members at home. You Child know? So support. We're out here. We're we're on our grind. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to work on our LLCs. You know what I'm saying? Trying trying try to try to get that meeting with Jay Z. You know the million dollar meeting. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're out here making moves in
1: 2022. You know. Uh, so you know, but yeah, we, we we're back in the mix. Um, unfortunately, I feel like we we're starting off with some sad news. Which is not what we like to do in this podcast, but unfortunately, it seems it always happens. Um, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. A, it's a it's a, it's a sadly a running theme. And I mean, at, at this point, I, I I mean not not to be a say crack a dark you know gallows humor joke, but I feeling like when we have the end of the year podcast, we're gonna have to spend 20 minutes on the people who we've lost this year. And uh, sadly, that number seems to be less of old age. So surprisingly enough, this time, a little bit less covert, more this regular street bullshit, honestly. Um, long story short, it's a uh, rest <sighs> PNB rock. Um, I, by this time, you know, the whole thing where he was out there chilling at Roscoe's daytime, which is basically a tourist spot. This is not some, you know, club let out three in the morning. He's just there chilling dudes roll up and he got chopped shot, shot an attempted robbery I know there was a lot of chatter about oh she should have been posting online oh his his girlfriend instance, should be posting online this and that and um, you know I know there was a lot of kind of empathy because you know people were going and go to going at her for being quote unquote wrong but at the end of the day I hate to say this we should be able to live in a world where if I'm out here chilling at a brand restaurant in the middle of a day in a big city, like, I should be able to do that. You know, it, it shouldn't really be the idea of where I can't even post social media shit because some randos, not even people he had dude with, booth beef with, this randos just roll up in me and shoot me up just for some fucking jewelry. And, you know, it's kind of been an, an ongoing kind of thing, it feels like, this last year. And actually, just in general. Like, you know, um, we were just talking before, I was cracking a joke about how I watched this really relatively terrible um, Hulu documentary. And, you know, it, it, we always kind of used to joke a little bit about extension and, you know, basically the the, the, the controversy around him, but I, I even forgot, with, even with him, it was a case of not his demons catching up with him, but just basically like, hey, go to the car dealership, buy a car, driving, some dudes recognize who he was and shot him up, not because he's a bad person, but just because he's somebody who had a little bit of gold on him and it's fucked up.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's super crazy um, and, you know, the I, again, it's not, like, you should be able to go out to eat dinner, right, and, and not get shot and not get robbed. It's not about, like, the posting on Instagram. Obviously, it's really sad, you know, like, you know, I'm, at the job we have, um, you know, like, uh, security training about what to do with your laptop, you know, like, you're not supposed to have your, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, not supposed to be in public Wi-Fi, blah, blah, blah. And it's really sad. I feel like there there might be a level of that needed because this is not the first time a rapper's gotten like shot and killed based off a social media post. Um, I th- I believe that's what happened to Pop Smoke, where I-, I think like he was just at like his crib in L.A. and like somebody like he like flashed and somebody saw an address on a package or something and like put yep, two and two together, you know. So um, it's super crazy. And now you know, obviously, if you're a rapper not saying like you can't be out in these streets, but it's not even about being about out in these streets that you can't even post on social media anymore. You know, you kind of have to have the black phone, you know, like like you have to scrub your, your location and GPS. It's just getting to that point, uh, which is super crazy. Uh, I think the scary thing is it's like super brazen, you know? Like, yeah. I know where that Roscoe's is, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, and it's just like during the day, and people are just going to roll up and, and gank you, which is, which is super crazy. It's not even, like, a back alley. And I'm not saying, like, being on a back alley justifies anything. But it's just, like, like these like, people are doing it in the middle of the day. And they have no care or regard. So, you know, look, I, I, I'm, like, a lot of rappers have guns and security and things like that. And, like, sometimes they get made fun of. But it's, it's real out in these streets. And I don't even feel like, I don't know, like, P&B Rock felt like a dude that didn't have a lot of enemies he's not <laughs> yeah, even from no, la a, you know
0: and yeah and, I, and that's the thing is the idea of where and that it, it does not justify it either because if if we're beefing you know beefing our words or whatever it is it's not really worth shooting somebody over that said the fact of where is just people literally living their lives you know and it's just wolves out there on something like oh this is an easy come up and this happens and it's kind of, and it's kind of depressing particularly with you know it's it's, it's not even about specifically the rapper is everybody's lives ruined you know what i'm saying like i know for pop smoke they they found the people who were involved in murders you know that's going to be hard ass time you know these things are all kind of logical when i when i fell into that ex-extension hole you know i was reading about how basically i don't think i think one of them got sentenced but the other one the trial is going to come up soon or the sentence is going to come up soon like these are multiples lives lost and these like spiral and it's just like again like i said it's i'm not saying that it's if it's beef is deserved not that at all but it's just like it just feels even more sensitive it's just like yo he's just there in a restaurant with his girl minding his own business and then you know 30 seconds later dead and like i said what is that that gains nobody nothing like that ice wasn't really worth it you know what i'm saying it's just like all right so you, hypothetically it's a successful successful ah, success, ah, successful robbery like where you're not, you know, it's just like, it's at the end point, you're not gonna get, it's not real cash, it's not gonna fucking pay your rent, you know, maybe you could pawn it for, like, you know, 20% of its value, it's it's just not really worth it at the end of the day, and that's kind of sucks, where you've got everybody involved that's kind of going on this fucking vibe of where, you know, it's just fucking, like I said, it's almost like late-stage capitalism, where it's like, what you have, I want, and it's just not, like I said, it's just bad, like I said, it it would be different if and I hate to say it like this, by stealing his chain, you know, whoopity whoop 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 would happen as a result. But no, it's just death, death and pain across all around. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's crazy, too. Like, uh, I was just about to to talk about how it just seems like this, this, you know, because fish fish scales from Nappy Roots got robbed and almost kidnapped in, in, in Atlanta. Yeah. And, like, again, like, dudes who I don't feel like are out in the streets like that, you know, but, you know, like, uh, Fish Girls has, like, a like a craft beer bar, you know, so I'm sure they're like, oh, shit, this dude has money, he's a rapper, blah, 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 we're gonna rob him. Um, man, super crazy. But even, like, I was, I was, you know, referencing this article, and I look at the little side section on, on Vibe, and they're like, Ice-T warns rappers to stop wearing jewelry in L.A., you know? Um... And it's just it's crazy. Like it's 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 kind of sad where um you know you as a rapper, uh, you now have to watch your back. And it's not you know you don't have to be Drake or Lil Wayne or whatever. Like you can be like you know from Nappy Roots or P Rock, and you're still a target. Which to me is yeah. like, super crazy. And not saying again like not saying like you know the, like you know whatever. But it's just more of. Um, I don't think people get in the game a lot of times realizing that, you know, you know, like your public, you know, persona is now a target, puts a target on your back, which, which is super crazy, you know? And again, it's not neighborhood beef or whatever. It's literally people seeing on your social media, oh, you're at this location. Oh, you have this chain. Oh, you're like, you know, at this restaurant. Oh, you must have money. And like that's that's all it takes, which is super crazy.
0: Yeah. And and like I said, it sucks too, because it's like it's like, why the murder? Like like it's I feel like all these incidents is like this there's, there's multiple dudes here, there's one dude there, and it's like it's it's like just just I like I guess it just sucks. It's it's like it just feels really senseless where it's like, you know, over these arbitrary things. And again, not to say that if it's beef, it's better, but it's the idea of where It's just dumb. It's just like no nobody gained anything out of it. There's nobody that's gonna suddenly eat because he's dead. It's just like at the end of the day it's just death for death's sake and that's kinda sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean if it's beef, at least you know it's coming, right? Like, (laughs) Like, you know, at least you know there's a target on your back just because and you know like if you go in a certain neighborhood or a certain city, like you kinda have to watch your back. This you know, this is just random, you know. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, I, well, let's move on from this. Um, we we do have to talk about your queen.
0: Ah, uh, my favorite, not Beyonce. Your favorite. <laughs> I
1: I feel All like right. I feel like if I say your queen Beyonce, Nicki Minaj will actually come out and sue me. So <laughs> I say your queen Nicki Minaj.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'll start this off. Look. And we've discussed this before. Um, generally, hip hop is a terrible place for a woman. Not to say that the culture is not for everybody. It is. But generally, hip hop as a creative, as a female, is a tough gig. There's a reason why you have all these stories of, let's say, you know, a Lauryn Hill, you know, the plastic surgery of Little Kim, you know, foxy brown and her issues you know or even a doja cat kind of you know you could make the argument that the, the right hasn't been choppy You could make the argument it's also her fault i think it's a very tough place to be where you're almost in this weird hyper microcosm of you know patriar- patriarchal capitalism you know a lot of dumb dudes around you a lot of expectations around you you see the discourse about megan who by any other metric Should be a victim. If it was a guy rapper who got shot by another dude out of nowhere that were supposed to be quote unquote friends, they you know we wouldn't be on some like yo they had it coming. You know what I'm saying? And it's just you have this kind of toxicity around them. So this brings me to Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, I think it's fair to say at least sales wise well obviously lauren hill was a pop star you know to a certain level so i probably in comparison to lauren hill who was also a part-time singer probably the most successful female rapper of all time we could say as far as like uh like sales within the hip-hop culture that's fair right yeah no i mean yeah for sure she's a force yeah for yeah and and what's kind of fascinating about her is like you know the way we kind of go in there oh yada, yada yada can't rap her big glow up was literally on one of the biggest Rapity rap albums, you know what I'm saying? My doctor is fantasy, where you've got members of the Wu Tang, you've got all the got Pusha T, you've got all these brought up dudes, and who had to stand out verse, she did. You know what I'm saying? Above like a Jay-Z, which tells you the level she's working on. And the thing is, while that's happening, she's crossing over with Pop Stardom, she's got this loyal fan base. Things are really on the up and up. So it kind of sucks where like nowadays, even with a career resurgence She's got a super freaky girl that's, you know, on the top, like, five songs, you know, that were kind of drawn back to this negativity. And negativity, to be honest with you, that's been following her, like, the last half of her, of, of her career, where basically it's her beefing with every other female rapper coming out in the near future. It's her versus fucking, you know, it's her versus... Uh, Cardi B when she comes out. Yeah. Somehow she's she's throwing shots at Mickey the Stallion. You know, all these weird random beefs that just seem to be just for for what's sake? And like even with the Cardi B, I think her argument was, well, she should have been more more you know, more referential to me because I was I'm an OG in the game, where it's like, what? Like, you know, like if she was dissing you, that's it. But if you felt like she wasn't kissing your butt, that's just weird. And You know, we kind of came to a head this week where, you know, she's back in the news. And again, artist-wise, super dope rapper, super talented. So I'm not taking that away from her. But it kind of sucks where we're at a point of where when I hear about Nicki Minaj, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, just her troll behavior. And it sucks.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And it's really kind of sad, too, because I, I could see if it was like, you know, Nicki Minaj is, you know, hasn't had a hit in like 10 years and it's a one-hit wonder and just like salty, blah, blah, blah. But you have the number two or number three song in the country and you're still going at these people. Like, you know, I don't know. I understand why she has a chip on her shoulder. I know she's always been kind of like, you know, counted out. There's a time when she went pop, you know, with starships and, you know, like hot 997 97 got mad at her or whatever. Um, But she she's consistently, you know, kind of still run the game. Um, So on one hand, I understand like, all right, cool. You had the number three or, you know, whatever, like song in the country. Like, you know, it's (laughs) like Cardi B can get there, you know, Megan Thee Stallion can kind of get there, but not really. Um, And a lot of these other, like, female MCs, like Koyla Ray and whatever, haven't gotten there yet, right? I can kind of see that. I guess Doja Cat's gotten there. Um, But, uh, you know, like, take your win. You know, take your win. Like, this is a really solid moment from Nicki Minaj. It's very hard to get the number whatever song in the country. Take that win. Take that victory lap. And, like, you know, like, I don't know, go to, like, Dubai and hang out, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's, like, even that I'm thinking about, it's just, like, it's why, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's it's you're dealing with people's livelihoods, and it's not the first time where, you know, she's beefing with rappers, and now we have a situation where, like, her shit is spilling over into, like, she's sending her barbs after, like, people who, who mildly critique Nicki Minaj, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, like... At the end of the day, you had a certain position. You're very blessed. And it's like, it is kind of sucks for you to be kind of bitter. And I remember she gave an interview, I think it was Hot 97 a couple of years ago, relatively recently, where she's kind of sitting there and kind of saying, hey, my thing is I just want to be recognized for my bars. It's like, you know, people come out here and yeah, I got this and I got that, I'm I'm my body and I'm beautiful, this and that. But it's like, look, she was like, I am a rapper, capital R-A-P-P-E-R. And I won't say it's necessarily bitter, but you listen to her point where it's like, hey, I feel like I don't get the respect I deserve. And to a certain extent, even with that success, I could see it. You know, even for Starships, even though that was kind of entertaining at the time when they were kind of cracking jokes about it. Ultimately, it's a little bit weird to get called out for having a pop cross over a single when you know the God MC Jay-Z was rapping over any soundtracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like it's a little weird where you know how arbitrarily we, we, we choose things. So it's hard for me to kind of put the blame on her because probably from her perspective is how she's able to navigate or what how she's in her mind successfully navigated all the negativity around her has been to push it back out but what's kind of disheartening is that, you know, like we've had this discussion like, like, like last podcast, like right now, the woman on the wave. Like if I talk about the culture, the women are keeping the culture alive. Like none of the dudes out here are entertaining me, but a random ice spice, a random gorilla verse like these motherfuckers are out here stealing their fucking bars. And it kind of sucks to where she's somebody who should be at the avant garde and she's not. I've also been thinking about this. You have a lot of older rappers, not going to name any names, Drake, Kanye, um, JC, but what's kind of been fascinating of those dudes is that they've kind of taken the younger rappers under their wings, not necessarily for altruistic reasons, some <laughs> of them, I, I think I can say that they were, because I've heard like, oh, Drake called me up and yada yada, so I'm going to be totally terrible, but I feel like they've realized that ultimately, as you kind of get a little older, as you get a little bit out of the game... You kinda of wanna align yourself with people who kinda of keep you fresh. And it's kinda of been fascinating to see like Nicki Minaj where you've got this young female rapper fucking like wave and she should be the queen of that. You know what I'm saying? At this point we should be speaking to her like she's Jay Z. But like I said, there's all this weird shit around it, whereas it's like negativity. And you could make the argument that it's maybe her personal life, but then again, as we've discussed before, there's a lot of rappers who personally are terrible people. But like you know, what's kind of disheartening is you've got somebody who was really talented, who laid the groundwork for this wave, who should be eating off this wave, who should be able to kind of go there, put a younger female rapper on her songs, and then also get that synergy together. Like there's no reason why Nicki Minaj and Cardi B don't have a game. I mean, a Game of Thrones, Watch of Thrones. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but and that's the thing too. I mean, you know, it, it's funny too because like she has put like you know because the 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 queen mix the super freaky girl is like all these rappers, female rappers, but they're all the rappers that like reached out to her and said congratulations apparently, and not like the actual rappers. I think that can like <laughs> move the needle. <laughs> um, no, no disrespect to like Katie got bands, um, but. <laughs> I you know unfortunately I feel like, and again I don't I don't want to get sued here, but you know I it's I feel like there's just a lot of insecurity, you know there's a lot of just like you know I I, I just feel like Nikki's a very insecure like you know person, and again like 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 she should be like celebrating all her wins and like lifting other people up and 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 really kind of like. And, and being okay with the fact that, okay, cool, these you know, Megan might not acknowledge you, or Cardi might not acknowledge you, but like, obviously, they're 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 your children, right? Like you, yeah. obviously, you've paved the way, just like Lil Kim, I feel like paved the way for a lot of you know female rappers, just like Queen, like you know, like like obviously, there's a ascension there that's happening, but I, you know, it. I've just listened to episodes of Queen Radio and it's literally just like nobody's giving me any, any respect, which I think it's true to a lot of extent, but again, like, you were putting numbers on the boards. Like, at the end of the day, like, that respect that you feel like you're not getting, like, you, you're you getting it from, you know, maybe it's not from the community per se, but you're getting it from your fans, you're getting it from the world. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I mean, I, and, and like, I think like what's really scary is definitely like sending the troll army after bloggers and, and definitely the, the, the lawsuit like that to me is a little scary. Um, you know, as somebody who participates in media, um, you know, that that's a little scary to kind of have like people like, like lawsuits and things like that, um, that we'll see how that kind of like, like plays out. But um again, it's just like, it, it, it really kind of saddens me because like, like I would rather be talking about how Nicki Minaj is back, you know, and like, he's, he's back on the charts, you know, she's at the top of her game again. Um, those are all positive things. And I feel like there's just too much negative energy. So all we talk yeah. about is the negative things, you know?
0: Yeah. No, agreed, agreed, agreed um but yeah like i said hopefully there'll be a point of where she'll wake up and you know like i said it's, she should it should be victory laps but instead we're talking about bullshit um what else next news i mean it's, it's minor news bjork bjork's out here in the street dropping videos nothing too big but i think the article i want to kind of discuss is uh basically you've had two we've had to touch us on this before in the past where basically you have these established artists who are selling their catalogs to basically like private equity funds and, you know, trying to basically getting out of the game, cashing out their hits. Which you could make an argument it's either really smart or marketing away your fucking, you know, your legacy. Um, when we wrote these notes up, Chuck D was one who decided to kind of sell his catalog away for a quick cash out. But apparently the last couple of days, Future did also. Wow. yeah Yeah. so you've got chuck d and chuck d and future where obviously different (laughs) generations but it's true it's like but they're they're rappers who future will be saying mark my words there'll be a lot of future shout outs in the near future the same way there has been chuck d not to say and i know you i know you old heads are out there steaming steaming about to type up a fucking comment not to say they're as equally talented i'm just saying you know they're both major forces within hip-hop and have made major shifts to that culture like it or not And it's kind of fascinating to kind of see these artists kind of like cash out, you know, obviously capitalistic health can't take it with you, yada, yada, yada. But it's also interesting just because at least in future's case, he's somebody where he's still viable. Like, like it's not really too far fetched to see a huge future album like this year, you know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of interesting to kind of see like the realignment of the business industry where, you know, at one time, I guess the idea of holding on to your copyrights and your masters and re-releasing it was a positive thing, but then again, you look at other artists where you've seen what they've had to go through the hassle. Maybe they're smarter than we know.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I guess like I'm not surprised with Chuck D because I, you know, uh, Chuck, you know, Chuck D is a journeyman. You know, like Public Enemy had like a few hits in like the '90s. Um, you know they tour, but they're not like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say prolific in a lot of ways. Um, you know, they're I, I, I don't think they're like you know, making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, right? Like I, you know, I'm sure they're okay, like, you know, to to live off their catalog, but I don't think they were like they're not making Drake money, Jay Z money, like things like that. And, you know, I I feel like as you get older, you got to do that value proposition, right? Like, you know, shit's getting expensive out here. Inflation's going crazy. Like, you know, well, I don't want diverse personal information, but I did have a conversation with Chuck D about money. (laughs) But, um, you know, and you got to say, oh, look, if they're going to offer you the bag, like, why not? Right. And. I see the upside with, like, selling your catalog. You get a lump, lump sum and you don't have to work, as opposed to as if you own the masters, you have to kind of, like, go through legal and you have to go through all these things and you have to, like, vet all these people who want to use your songs, like, things like that. So it's a whole process. And, you know, you're an artist. You're not a business, right? So it's, it's kind of a grueling process. So I, I, I guess I'm not surprised that um this happened. Um I I don't know. Like it, it it's like it's it's a weird thing too because you know, there's a, kind of this talk with, with um Raging Against the Machine where they're like, oh you're playing you're you're basically selling your tickets to Ticketmaster. Like isn't Ticketmaster the machine <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like I get it, but I also understand like you're getting older and you know like 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 the value of like you know your catalog is getting like larger but it will require like more of a personal investment whereas like you just want to retire and like you know live in turks and Caicos, like and i'm not mad if you if you make that decision so um you know it is what it is and and i i with future that future is like kind of crazy though like a future has a future, man.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe the idea is that you cash it out and then... Because you got to figure, I'm assuming, because Lord knows and industry's fucked up, Maybe that was the royalty from an old deal. Maybe, maybe he started a new reset in the way he's kind of running his businesses. Maybe the goal is to kind of get X amount of money to do X, Y, Z. Like I said, Future, he's a little interesting because he's definitely a now artist. We could definitely discuss about the fact of where, you know, he might be on a downward slope, you know? But I mean, Future is somebody where he could easily sell in the millions today. He's somebody who could easily tour and make money today. He's somebody where, you know, he could pop into commercial again with Cher tomorrow, you know? So it's kind of fascinating as far as that's concerned.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I think the sad thing is just, like, this is I, I, this is definitely the future of, of where music is going. And I just wish that, like, there was just ways for artists to, like, leverage their catalog, like, with themselves or with, like, a tight-knit group of people um, as opposed to just, like, selling it off to somebody um but you know that takes a lot of work and time and effort and you know you're an artist and if you're not thinking in that way it's easier to sell so um you know not mad like get the bag both Chuck D and Future
0: holler and the next section new music our favorite new section new music maybe not mine cuz uh, I have not listened to these records at all <laughs> <laughs> I I am new music deficient. My, my 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 new music was basically old Arctic Arctic Monkeys records. <laughs> <laughs> Which sadly enough, were new to me because I didn't give them a listen the first time around. <laughs> oh
1: dude, I actually want like your opinion on that cuz um I, you know, like Arctic Monkeys, I I feel like was uh like they had a time, dude.
0: Oh Oh, it's int- you know what it is and and this is like the quiz and quintis- quintessential discussion because you know those first two records were definitely of the early you know the early aughts you know definitely this dance punk thing you know i'm not gonna call them block party because i felt like black party was a little i'll say a little smarter um that's all no this towards them because you know you've got this young band speaking from their perspective talking about going out you've got this young songwriter who almost writes bars like almost like a rapper and it's kind of been fascinating because what they do, like you know, their third record, they basically call up a whole bunch of like you know, you know, California scumbags, like the Queens of the Stone Age, to produce the next couple of records. The last couple of records has had him kind of like a, you know, focused on like sixties, like sleaze lounge rock. So it's kind of an interesting discussion where you know their band has evolved and arguably to a way where, on one hand, you could say that they're very, very, very far removed from what made them great. On the other hand, you can make the argument that, you know, how do you keep on doing the same exact thing? Can you really talk about, you know, going back to the future? At a certain point, you know, talking about Wien and Codeine gets a little old when we know that, you know, you're out here paying taxes, you have a hat business, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's a lot hard to believe you're out, you know, hopping out of the car into the trap doing XYZ. So I think they're a very interesting kind of, like, you know, band just because, except from my perspective, I remember them in their early aughts. I followed that transition to when they were doing the Queens of the Stone Age stuff because I kind of like that stuff, that vibe a little bit, and I kind of stepped away. And it's kind of fascinating to kind of see them just continually evolve, where they're a totally different band, you know, even in 2018. And who knows how this new record coming out will sound ultimately, too. So it kinda, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to kind of see, like you know, the choices artists make as opposed to branching out, getting away from what they do pretty well, because you can make the argument. It's a completely different band than what was doing, you know, shit like, you know, in 2008. At the same time, you can make the argument they to still a good band. So it's kind of an interesting kind of look to see, you know, what path do we take? Do we still kind of, you know, stay in our wheelhouse like Future and still drop, you know, solid ass fucking bitter fucking fuckboy anthems? Or do we perhaps branch out, you know, maybe Future next time, you know, he sold his catalog, maybe you know, him and King Brown, you know what I'm saying? Maybe future country. I don't know.
1: You never know. Never know. Um, Well, I'll talk briefly about the two albums I listened to. Um, The first is um, Santa Gold's uh, Spiritual's, her latest album. Um, And, you know, so I I gave a few listens. I I feel like I I gave a few listens. I didn't come back to it. Um, the album sounds and it's funny we had this conversation about what's vintage and what's not, right? So Santi came out uh what was it, like the the late t- 20, 2000s, I guess, uh, first with mm-hmm. the band called Stift um, and then she kind of had uh her own like solo effort. Um, if you were in like anywhere I feel like on the east Coast like you know, or any type of hipster haven that was your soundtrack, that was your era, you know. Yep. santigo was everywhere uh, for a long time. And she's always kind of consistently kind of stayed out here. Um, she's put like, albums out, um, you know, but obviously she kind of had a peak in popularity around like less artiste, like that track, you know. Um, I think that was, you know, so like like the late, you know, like 2008 to 2013, back in the blog era, like, was her peak popularity. Um, but she's still out here. And and this album, Spirituals, to me, sounds vintage in a good way. Um, I was kind of going back and forth around, you know, I think, like, what, I don't know, like, you know, we were just talking about sounds evolving, right? And you have, like, Archea Mon- Monkeys and their sound evolved. And, like, there's, like, kind of, there was, like, a backlash against that, right? Whereas, Santa Gold, this album probably could have been, like, you know, put out 10 years ago, and I've been going back and forth around, like, whether that's a good thing or not, right? Um, Yeah. You know, on one hand, you do want an artist's sound to evolve, but on the other hand, like, when you listen to an artist, and they kind of go back to the signature sound, or they continue that signature sound, there's that nostalgia factor, (laughs) You know, because those are some of the best years of my life, you know, listening to Santigold, like, like they kind of come out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I feel like she's still a great songwriter, still a great producer. Um, she still has that signature sound. Um, there's tracks like, um, like the, you know, like High Priestess that, you know, it's it's pop. If if the if the Billboard charts were only just like Brooklyn <laughs> it would <laughs> be a number one pop song, you know, it's gonna be played in like every like urban outfitters in the country, basically. You know. Um
0: urban
1: <laughs> <laughs> And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying like like she's still able to capture those sounds from ten years ago. Um and, and still she's still able to kind of like like you know she has a very distinct sound it's very you know it's, it's definitely rooted in punk, but it's not punk. it's a lot of of a pop, but it doesn't have like a pop sheen to it and she's definitely kind of honed in on that sound, and it is you know a continuation of that um it's just like it's really interesting to kind of see like um what if she didn't have that sound you know, like what if she did something completely different, right, like what if, yeah. and what would that sound like what, what, what would that be like um, you know, but I, I, I think that you know, she knows what she likes and she knows like um, that sound and, and how to produce that sound, so I'm not mad, but um, it just got me thinking about like, you know, like a lot of what ifs, like what other producers could she work with um, you know, I, she doesn't do, the funny thing when she came out and I remember, like, somebody, some publication or whatever, categorized her as hip hop. And she got really mad. And she's like, you know, she didn't say, like, F hip hop, but it was just kind of like, I'm not hip hop. And, like, then black people got mad at her, you know? So she's yeah. always been this crazy, you know, this weird, like, world. Um, but it's just kind of like, man, I don't know, like, Santee over 808s or Santee over, like, whatever. Like, it could be, like, really interesting. Um, and that's kind of where I, my mind was going while I was listening to this album. And I'll say, not to say it's a bad album, but it's definitely like an album that, um, it just has a signature sound to it.
0: You know, it's, it's something where, like, like I said, that's the struggle, right? Where do you stay in your wheelhouse or do you branch out? You know, I could, I could throw in a lot of bands where they tried to, to throw in new things and twitch it up. And I can name a lot of bands where they've stayed the same, and I think it goes to the idea of where you know what's the line. You know, if you're an artist, if you're creative, your your goal is to push things forward. At the same time, it's a little bit weird if you've mastered something so well not to find new nooks and crannies in that sound. And I I think it's kind of universal. That said, you know, just like the Youngins, just like your Gen Gen Y Z A B C Iers, you know, I'm into vibes. I'm into good vibes. And the thing is, for me, it's like, you know, if you're able to pull it off and it sounds good and it sounds decent, I'll fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's where the difference is where, you know, I'll never fault an artist for changing the sound because it gets bored, you know? And you always hear this story about, like, you know, an artist goes out there, they play a concert, they play a set, everybody loves it, get off the stage, somebody comes up to him is like, yeah, da 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 So I'm talking about the catalog, it's like, yeah, I hate that song. And inevitably, inevitably that song they hate always tends to be the hit song. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The song that even they are annoyed at even though it made their career and kinda gave them fucking, you know, the path to kind of stay successful. So it's kinda fascinating the way that is, you know. So it's it's very interesting. But that said, I'll take anything good. So, you know, props to her for kinda still having it in it because to be honest with you, a lot of artists can even do that. Like, you know, they go back to that same fucking well and, and it gets drier and drier and drier each time. So there is that too. So, you know, at that same time being able to capture that same spark that, you know, brought you into the game 10 years ago is kind of fucking special. So, you know, I can't really knock that either.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And then my my next album is uh, Sudan Archives. Um, You know, came onto the scene with her her violin. Yeah, she did the violin. Um, Yeah, she
0: was out there, yeah.
1: You know, out out here in these streets. Um, And the, the album is called Natural Brown Prom Queen. Um, I I will say this Um, If you were expecting classic This is an album that definitely evolved (laughs) Right Um, I I definitely feel like She you know in her earlier work She was kind of like more It's like It's kind of weird because it wasn't I I don't think her her work is very like As avant-garde As like other artists You know but it was kind of avant-garde, it was violin, it was like violin streaks of notes, you know, kind of like with like, you know, kind of beats and and, and things like that. Um, This album is, I wouldn't say like more mainstream, but she's definitely dipping her toes into more, I would say traditional R&B. She had uh, like, there's a track called Topless, which is like you could tell that like, this is like her, her pop song you know but it's like not like a pop song like you know it's like uh, a very female empowerment like pop song you know like, whatever I just want to be out with my titties out you know <laughs> like you know it, 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 I feel like there's definitely kind of a strategy with some of these tracks and not saying that's the wrong, it's a bad thing um, it's definitely evolution and it's definitely like um, you know like, like, just—I would say—a change in her sound. And again, this is, this is my struggle, right? Because I'm, I'm always like, oh, that first album was so great, you know. And then I, I was, I was childing like, you know, Santigo for like, you know, not evolving her sound. And I'm going to be like, well, your sound evolved too much to the N archives, you know um but it's just it's different but it, it's really dope like i really like it um you know she's another like just producer where she's playing with a lot of different elements She's definitely kind of like you know i i'm still avant-garde but i want to play around with like more traditional elements but still be avant-garde um didn't hear any violin. um you know but i thought i thought it was like really cool and it is very much a an album where you can tell she's getting older and also like more more self-assured um the topics that she's talking about um, I, I feel like her, her previous efforts were a little bit more introverted she's definitely a little out there like putting herself out there a little bit more in this album um so it's definitely a a, a cool a cool project um and it's it's a really interesting evolution for her and her sound
0: yeah no it's it's i haven't heard the whole record but i heard some of the singles and it's kind of interesting because uh and no diss i liked a lot of what she was doing texture wise um it didn't feel the songwriting was 100 percent there it's just like you know she was just really dope which makes sense she's a violinist she just knew how to put you know arrangements together and interesting sounding kind of music and what's kind of been interesting is this feels like the first time where I've heard, like, good songwriter things from her, if that makes any more sense, where there's good themes, there's good choruses, there's a more solid concept um, that seemed a little more grounded. So, like, you know, it's something where I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but that's only because of time and, you know, everything else. But I, you go, even from the singles I heard, it already sounded like improvement, so I'm kind of amped to kind of give this a good listen.
1: Yeah, no, I've, and the way you describe it is definitely, I think you're 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 the target market for this album.
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> 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 <sighs> but uh, but that's about it for us. Like I said, we're about to go out there and make these deals. You know what I'm saying? Go out there, you know, make some contacts. You know, hit, hit up consequence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Trying to get that, you know. Trying to trying to get that line, trying to get those factories popping. So you know, Mr. Um, KW, if you're out there, hit us up, you know what I'm saying? Let's get these bootlegs, real legs? I don't know what's what's the anti-bootleg? I don't know what the terminology is, but you know, let's make let's make these overpriced sneakers, bro Let's do it. <laughs> <sighs> ah, but as usual, we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay loved, stay raxed see y'all next time peace peace